the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30 plus years in automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This brought to you, or this hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you got a cash register or any type of a checkout system and you want to upgrade to a uh, no-person checkout system, give them a call at 800-540-2149. They can save you a ton of money, and you get seven-day-a-week, 24-hour day service. Can't beat it. Also, hot rods and custom stuff. Nobody does it better. They'll build them, sell them to you, maintain them. Hot Rods, custom stuff.com. They got parts and pieces. Call them at 760-745-1170. World-class builders, wins all kinds of awards. Check these guys out. All right, I was in, uh, where was I? I was in, oh, yeah, Moab, Utah with Jeep. And my good buddy Carl Brower from IC Cars was there as well. And I had him call me. We did an interview. Take a listen. I got my good buddy Carl Brower back on the line. He is from IC Cars. He's the executive analyst, and that's the go-to place to find out anything and everything you want to know about the automotive industry. Carl and I were on a press event uh, last week or the week before with the new Jeep Grand Cherokee. We were in Moab. Carl, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be on with you, uh, and uh Fun to talk about that car. I think we had some fun last week. Well, you know, were you as impressed with it as I was? Because I, 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 it was kind of like a a sheep, you know, in or a wolf in sheep's clothing. I didn't expect it to do half of the things that it did in Moab. I wasn't probably too surprised because I just can't be surprised by Jeeps anymore. You know, they they continue to build these vehicles that when you are on pavement feel as luxurious as not just their, you know, pro, their um, volume competitors like an Explorer or, uh, or, you know, a Highlander. But then when you take them off road, they do things that none of those other vehicles could possibly do. So their ability to hit both ends of that spectrum so effectively is stop surprising. It's taken years, but now I'm no longer surprised because they just do it all the time. Yeah, were you a little uh were you a little surprised do you think a lot of this might have something to do with the fact that there is a small, you know, competition coming their way or is this just their this is just their mindset and this is what they do? Yeah, I think the Jeep brand is really powerful and I think they have a proper respect for it at um formerly Fiat Chrysler Automobiles now Stellantis. I think the everyone involved in that company knows that if they're going to treat that brand right and maintain the 
global presence and uh, power that it's got, they have to build cars like this Grand Cherokee that's so capable in so many ways. I, I totally agree. And, and again, totally impressed, I was anyway, with their off-road prowess. I mean, that vehicle, you know, did, like I say, everything that you expected it to do and then some. But then again, like you say, on the open road, you couldn't find a more capable vehicle. Now, you did a couple things with it that I personally did not do, and, and one of them was the hands-free, which, you know, you wouldn't think that they the Jeep would even consider something like that. But that was another kind of a high point. Uh, the different levels of, uh, of what you could come up with, right down to the Trailhawk, which is the one that we used off-road, does give that consumer a really good range of choice. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and that's what's also nice is that they've got this kind of range of vehicles within the model line. So if you are really looking for an all-weather capable on-road vehicle, but you don't need anything really more than that, you don't have to spend as much money or have as much kind of weight that you're carrying around in one of the more advanced off-road systems. You can have this very capable, confident, you know, winter driver but not necessarily need all the off-road capability. But if you do need all the off-road capability, then they've got two levels of much more aggressive off-road capability too. So I like that Jeep recognizes that there's a range of people who will buy the vehicle and let's offer something for everyone versus forcing everyone to deal with, you know, high high off-road capability that they may not need. And you would not think that Jeep would be a leader in technology. And, I, and the reason I say that, is they put a TV screen, just to make it simple, on the passenger side of the dash on the higher-level uh, Jeep, Cherokee, for the passenger to watch television. Now, granted, you you know, that's illegal for the driver, so I, I was impressed with the fact that they make that screen so it can only be viewed by the passenger on a direct, you know, line of sight. Right. And, you know, that we saw this kind of technology first appear on their Grand Wagoneer, which is their even larger, more upscale uh, model that they've got out there. Um, but now we're seeing it appear uh, further down the uh, size and price spectrum within their model line, which is great and allows it to have more people have that feature if they want. And, you know, not not just about the watching the entertainment, too, but you know, you think about all the things a passenger can do safely because they're not driving while the driver is focused on safety and, and, and uh, attention on the road. So you're driving around and you get lost or you're driving around and you're trying to figure out which restaurant you want to go to. The passenger's got a screen, you know, that's very easy to, to leverage and look things up and do things. Same thing with controlling like the rear entertainment uh, system and these other things. So it's really neat that there's like this basically passenger dedicated touchscreen now that can do all sorts of things. Now, I did not ever get into one that had that feature. Did you get a chance to actually see it, and what was the clarity like and the quality of picture? Yeah, I was able to, to play around with it a little bit, and uh, it's, you know, everything you would expect, right? They're not going to, like, have really high-quality screens in the center or on in front of the in front of the driver, which they do have, uh, and then have a lesser one over there. So they've made sure that they maintain that kind of clarity and the high definition, and high resolution that they've got in the other screens. Um, it's it's pretty fabulous. It's a really smart design. Well, and if you have kids, it's even better 
because the two kids in the back, they can all watch whatever they want to watch, or they can all watch the same thing, uh, depending on you know what their what their choices are. And you know, keeping the kids occupied is, is definitely uh, high priority if you're on a long road trip. Well, and it's neat that it's not just that there's entertainment back there that can be customized for each person. You know, the passenger and then the two back people and even the driver can listen to different music from the other three. But then they've got that Amazon Fire TV thing going. So uh, people who have Amazon as one of their primary um, entertainment uh, channels or or feeds can walk from their house to their car and have the car knowledgeable in the Fire TV system, know exactly where they were on their program as they walked out the door and pick it right back up when they get in the vehicle. Because, you know, Dave, God forbid you go walk out to a car like a Jeep and go off-roading in Moab and look out the window. I mean, you don't want to do that. You want to keep watching your TV show, right? <laughs> I know. Well, I, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, man, my, my, my family, we had the first TV in our neighborhood, and I think it scorched my mind because I <laughs> – love tv like like uh, dustin hoffman says in rain man i love tv i mean whenever i want want relaxation you know i may jump i mean, I just love my tv so i'm thrilled the jeep would do this but you know going back i, I guess another feature and we're going to go off road for a second is the clarity of the front camera when you are going off road into pretty gnarly terrain which we did and you could also click, hit the button, and look at the back camera to see where you've been or see if you dropped something. I mean, it. I used it all the way up and all the way down, and I was very impressed with that camera system on that off-road Jeep. Yeah, <clears throat> and, you know, normally you need someone to kind of help you, the spotter, as they say, to help you navigate these uh, extreme off-road circumstances so you don't end up bashing into uh, your oil pan with a rock or something. But that camera you just described, uh, if it doesn't completely replace the need for a spotter, it, it largely replaces it. You might still want to have that extra set of eyes, but you could do a lot pretty confidently and avoid hurting yourself or your vehicle with that camera, uh, which makes things really nice if you don't want to have to stand out there or you don't want one of your friends or relatives have to stand out there depending on the temperature and the circumstances that you're dealing with. And of course, the other thing that's class exclusive they just introduced is the um, sway bar disconnect. Now they've had that on the Wrangler for a while, but now they've got it on this vehicle, which again speaks to that extreme off-road capability that they're putting in this otherwise kind of family-oriented premium luxury vehicle for on-road driving. But when you go off-road, uh, you disconnect the sway bar and you get all that additional wheel travel to make sure your wheel is um, in contact with the uh, with the ground when you're trying to off-road and you get all that articulation to help you. Right. And, and you know, a lot of people are probably not quite sure what we were talking about, but if you, if you are an off-roader, you totally understand what we're talking about because the key to safety is doing everything humanly possible to keep all four wheels touching the ground. There will be occasions where you'll get a maybe a right rear or a left rear off the ground, but you know the majority of the time you want you know you want rubber to the ground. And I tell you, it's a great vehicle, Carl. It's always great talking to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about IC Cars. What what would people see when they go to that site? Sure, IC Cars is a vehicle listing site. Uh, we call it kind of the uh, internet car search engine because. They, they actually aggregate a lot of the listings from a lot of the other listing sites so that when you go there, 
you kind of can have a one-stop shop and instead of hitting, you know, one of the other big brand names, but then having to hit another one of them and another one of them to make sure you've seen all the vehicles that are out there of a given year, make model you're looking for. IC cars will aggregate them all from those different sites into a single location for you. So uh, it's a great, great place to look up vehicles that you're thinking of buying new or used. And of course, all the standard filters, distance, price, fuel, fuel mileage, you know, beyond make model and, and year that you can look up. So um, it's very easy to just search for your next vehicle and, and you know, partition things down or or, uh, or filter things based on whatever you really prioritize. Yeah, and I highly recommend it because, you know, that's a heck of a lot easier, folks, than going dealer to dealer to dealer to dealer. And if you're in California at $5 a gallon, that's not, that's not smart. <laughs> All right. right? All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very much. I always enjoy chatting with you, and I know my listeners do as well. Be safe and enjoy the L.A. Auto Show. Thanks, Dave. Great talking to you as always. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right. Hey, we got Kristen Barclay on the line. Hey, Kristen, how you doing? Wait, where's Kristen? Kristen's calling What? <laughs> My motorsport <laughs> co-host, Brittany Sandoval, was in the last hour with her girlfriend, so she decided to stay, and she always does my the answer. So. And I always listen to you and Kristen on my drive here for Racer Radio. Yep. So she's a fan of yours. She's a school teacher that races a dirt car out at our local Barona Speedway. That's awesome. I know. If you ever get her out here, we can get either one of the kids hooked up. No problemo. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds like a plan. I'll have to bring my son. You know how uh, how he likes oh, to go fast. So. I know, I know. So I'm getting the Infinity QX60 Tuesday. Am I going to okay. like it? Am I going to like it? I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to love it. Um, you know, it's all new. They've completely revamped it. Uh, it was ready for a revamp. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Infinity has kind of felt dated for a while with the exception in my opinion, of their exterior. Their exterior has always been uh, very elegant, sophisticated. I'm going to grab a drink. Hold on. Sure, go right ahead. Have you been in the 80 Have you been in the 80 yet? I have not been in the new 80 yet, no. Um, One of the things that, well, there's two things that I've always kind of held me back with Infinity from the absolutely love factor. One is the CVT. I'm not a fan of CVTs. Right. And second was that they didn't have completely digital instrument panels they might have like some digital components but still a lot of analog right um this is different the cvt has been dropped in the qx60 they now have a nine-speed automatic and it now has a digital uh instrument cluster which i you know i don't know why i'm i've talked to infinity i've talked to nissan they're always like why are you stuck on this and i'm like because it's one less thing i have to worry about mm-hmm. and because it looks modern Right. And, you know, as I'm talking to friends that have been in the market, you know, we always say when you're at that price point, when you're looking at spending over 50000 because you can get in the base model for around 46850 but I was in the autograph, which is at 63945 When you're spending around $50,000 for a vehicle, one of the first things they say they want is modern. They're like, I want to get in, and I don't want to feel like the vehicle's dated. They're, they want comfort. They want it to drive well. They want it to look good. The biggest deal breaker, they're telling me, is if I get in it and it doesn't feel modern, doesn't feel new, mm-hmm. but I'm paying a new price tag, a high price tag, they're like, then, then it's, it's a deal breaker. Right. Um, 
but the exterior on this vehicle, it's, it's stunning. I mean, to me, there's kind of your eyes just lock with it and just, and just stay on. The only thing I didn't like on the exterior is, and you'll notice this probably as, as soon as I did, is when you come around the back, they have these what look like maybe mini skid plates, and they're, they're chrome. And it kind of stands out. Yeah. And it, it just does, it looks out of place compared to the rest of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I kind of shook my head, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a styling thing or – and I didn't go to the press event, but usually at the press event, if it's something that stands out, they'll tell you why they did it. Exactly, exactly. I'm sure there's a reason for it, um, but I feel like they paid attention to a lot of the details. You come on the inside, and for the first time that I'm aware of, Infinity actually introduced massaging seats. Mm. So the front seats have the, the option to massage, which is and – and they're great. And the seats are comfortable – they were comfortable to begin with, but then you add this, and it just kind of it brings that premium feel right. more into it. Um, and then I was in the autograph uh, edition, so it has the the quilted leather seats, which to me is another just kind of a premium feel where you really kind of feel like you're being pampered. Um, mm-hmm. When you get to the to the second row and the third row, what I love that they've done is they have the the AC vents are in the ceiling, and I've talked about this numerous times. But if you have anybody riding in the back seat on a regular basis, as I do as a mom, um, especially if you have anybody in the third row and you live in Texas, you need AC vents in the ceiling. Because when you're driving a three-row SUV, typically you have younger kids and the kids are moving around. Sometimes they're in the second row. Sometimes they're in the third row. Maybe you have an infant. Maybe you have a a child that's still riding in a rear-facing Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the only way for that child to get air is if the, the vents are in the ceiling. If they're in the back seat and they're lower level, that air is not circulating enough to keep that child warm or cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it, to me, it's, that's a huge deal that they thought about that. Um, in the uh, autograph, you know, you've got the two captain's chairs where the center console is actually removable. And then the cool thing is, not only is it removable, but in the in the back in the cargo area, mm-hmm. um, below the floor, they've made a place where you can keep it. Oh, so, you know, you and I've talked about this before, where you take something out and then you're like, "What am I going to do? Where yeah. does it go? Does it go in my garage? Is it going to get dirty?" Right. No. They have a place, which you know, again, like I, I think it's kind of the little things, the attention to detail. Um, Two hundred ninety-five horsepower V six engine. It's got plenty of power. It can tow up to six thousand pounds. Wow. Yeah, so, and then it's got the ProPilot Assist as well, um, you know, which you're familiar with from Nissan and, and prior Infinities. Um, another thing that I really, really love that Infinity does is that when you're the back seat, you know, a lot of times, especially around the holidays, grandma and grandpa come to visit. Well, if you've got car seats, a lot of times grandpa and grandpa got to ride in the third row because the car seats are in the second row. <laughs> they have that um, button you push where the second row can slide forward quickly or can move up, and you don't have to take the car seat out. Yeah, I I, I seen That's that. Yeah, deal. I seen that on the eighty, and I was very impressed with that. It's a super big deal because these car seats aren't light. You know, the safer you make them, the heavier they tend to be, and you're kind of wrestling with them. And um, they also have a a latch seat capability in the third row, and that's another big deal. Um, plenty of USB charging ports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can tell just from the way I'm talking nonstop, not even letting you, you get a word in. It, it's They've just done a phenomenal job. 
I do that too, Christy. Yeah, she does that to me all the time. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what it is with you girls. You know, I usually we get it. We're passionate. Well, I, I can t- dear, I could tell what you think of a vehicle by your enthusiasm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 kind of a like a book. I get it. I'm the same exact way. Somebody will call me up and they'll say, I'll put something on TV or I'll do a review and they'll say, you didn't like that car, did you? Well, why would you, why would you say, why would you say uh, that? You know? Steve has said that. Of course. When we watch you on KUSI. Yeah, because you could tell if I really <laughs> like something or if I really, I really don't. But, but you know what? I, I try to keep it under my hat because my opinion shouldn't yeah. be part of the review. You're right. But sometimes when your emotions get away with you, there's just that's just too bad. Well, I have a friend that's in the market for this particular vehicle. They said they were going to tune in today, and they asked me some questions about how it holds up you know, to, to some of the competitors and, and the Acura. And I said, you know, here's the thing. I said, it's, you know, when we get to the point where you're asking me this question, it's my opinion's going to come into it. And so oh, yeah. I try and lay out, okay, this vehicle has this, this vehicle has this. I preferred this. But, you know, I always bring that up. Interesting fact is when I was talking to this person, um, their wife is the one that's in the market for the vehicle and they're helping. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Um, by the way, you know, you might not want to tell her about the massaging seats if you really want her to consider the vehicles equally. And he was like, well, you just did it. That just sealed the deal right there. (laughs) You know, and I I thought it was funny. But, you know, I always encourage everybody, you know, get your top two, your top three. Um, if you're looking at the QX60, you know, maybe go look at the Acura MDX. Go look at the Genesis. Right. Um, and drive them all as closely together as you can mm. in as, as equal settings as you can. Because, you know, not everybody's going to use the third row. Not right. everybody's, you know, I mean, you might play golf. I don't. So I have no idea how well your clubs are going to fit into the back of it. Exactly. Um, and, and and what you, you – know, you could sit – in the driver's seat and said, oh, my gosh, this is the best seat I've ever sat in. And then somebody else could sit in that driver's seat and say, eh, 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 you know what I mean? So It, it happens constantly it, it, oh. with my spouse. I bet it does with you as well. Where, you, know, you like the seats, and she's like, oh, no, they're not comfortable. Right, 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 right. Or and, and my wife, oh, my Lord, if I put her in a German car, I mean, she starts talking about the seats being too hard before she even gets in the car. I go, you got to get in the car. You know, you got to get in the car. Let's see. Well, see, I told you they're stiff. Well, they're not stiff. I mean, and then I always say, well, does your back hurt when you get out? Well, no. Well, then they did their job. You know, the the, the, the thing is there's so many variables, oh. right? Like height height oh. uh, impacts it. If you're skinny, if, if yes. you've got, you know, the comfort padding um, that I always, you know, I always say, well, my body has a little comfort padding in right. it. So, you know. This I got, might fit you differently. I got external airbags, so you know. Oh my gosh! There you go. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, no two people, and you know, hats off to the car manufacturers to build a car for 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 the group. I mean, it's got to be one of the hardest jobs on the planet. I think you're never going to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, because again, as, as I would talk to certain people, and I'd say. Oh, this instrument panel is kind of, you know, just come on, modernize it. And they just look at me and they're like, not that many people talk about it. I'm like, it's a sticking point for me. I know. I had a a journalist that you know very well. If you open the center console door and if it didn't lay all the way back, you hated the car. I go, that is your breaking point? If the center console door, if it just goes straight up at at a 90 degree, you hate it? He goes, yeah, I hate it. I just can't. I can't. They should lay it down. So, okay. So, 
And not even something that would cross my mind. I not. think it's going to get to the point, though, where with technology changing, like ProPilot yeah. that Nissan and Infinity yeah. have, people yeah. are going to start getting to the point where if it doesn't have that, it's yeah. going to be a deal breaker. That's where I think we're going with it. All right. How do people follow you around, kiddo? Uh, NTX on uh, Twitter. Follow Facebook.com backslash YAK Radio. We've got more content going up there. And then FocusDailyNews.com. Hey. I will talk to you next week. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Same to you and yours. Give everybody a big hug, even them little four-legged guys. <laughs> we'll do. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Just didn't do our homework. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. They work on all my cars, and they can work on yours, too. Also, Weather Machine, AC and Heating. Man, I tell you, those guys are family-owned and operated, do an absolute phenomenal job. They even have an in-house sheet metal shop that can do anything and everything needed keep you on the road at a lot less money than replacing your unit go to weathermachines.net weathermachines.net all right one of the busiest men in automotive brian armstead is on the line this guy has been to so many different cities and so many different states (laughs) in the last week i don't even think he knows where he's at don't forget countries bro i mean i've been you know we've been had the passport on a little while ago too that's right forget about that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that'll teach you to be on the jury. Yeah, well, you know, it's a little bit more than that, bro, but I uh, mm-hmm. appreciate it, man. Got a question for you, Dave. Shoot. Name the members of the BMW group, the brands that compose, that comprise, rather, the BMW group. Uh, oh, you mean as far as vehicles go? Correct. Brand. Uh, uh Well, you got BMW. You got Mini Cooper. Yes. Uh, Rolls-Royce. Yes. And, and if you hit the last one, you, you get the prize of the day. Uh, I don't know. It's not Lotus. Okay, BMW Motorrad, the, uh, the the motorcycle division. Oh, you know, I, shoot. I know, I know. I forget about it all the time because uh, I'm not a biker. So. But um, I, I only, only gave you that little pop quiz, Dave, because uh, I was two weeks ago I was at out in your neck of the woods in Dermal, California. Isn't that a beautiful the track. BMW, oh my God, the BMW Performance right. Center out of Dermal. And, uh, you know, BMW a couple of times a year uh, pre COVID and the first time post COVID, they had a BMW Group Test Fest out in Dermal. So, what is the Test Fest, Dave, you might ask? It's called Test Everything no, no, no. They. Oh. What is, what is the Test Fest, you might ask? Oh. And what, pray tell, is a test fest? <laughs> you catch it on. You're fast today. Okay, so it's an opportunity to drive pretty much everything. Now, Rolls-Royce wasn't there this year because just three days later, I was in Miami driving the, uh, that sensational uh, ghost black badge that you had on KUSI TV mm-hmm. just a few days ago. But, I mean, the BMW group has more cars, I mean, you know, than CarMax. I mean, they've, they've they got do. just about everything for every every type of driver. Everything from the M3 competition, which has racing seats in it, and is way, you know, the seats are way too narrow and small for a big fellow like me, mm-hmm. to the mini, 
to the many uh, brands, and we got a chance to, uh, to drive them all if you wanted to. So basically, you had some options here. You could spend all day on the autocross course with the Mini Cooper Electrics, which was a blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, electric torque on an autocross course. I got, you know, low 24 times, which was great. Not racing skill great, but, you know, the, the racers won the grand prizes in that competition. A little, little friendly uh, competition. You know, you mm-hmm. want some mm-hmm. BMW swag, Mini swag. Or you could spend all day on the race circuit. Now, the two circuits at the thermal course, one for club members and one for the BMW Performance Center. Or you could take the cars out on the road, head up into the hills, into the canyons. And, you know, that's pretty much what uh, I did along with my uh, driving partner, Dr. Rollins from Automotive Rhythms. You know, I love racing. On the, I love the uh, track experience. But, you know, when you're eight feet tall and you got to put a helmet on, it's just not a, it's just not yeah. a fun thing to yeah. do sometimes. Messes your hair uh, up. The, the autocross yeah, it messes my hair. You know, I can't. I can't have my, my do all out of. Out of I know as much as you spend to make it look like that. You know, I spent all my time in the salon. You know, I know. getting my moose, getting my moose uh, massage into my scalp. So um, I spent a lot of time on the autocross, trying to improve my time. Then we went out on the road, and the choice of automobiles for us to go out in was the all new two series coupe, the M5 CS, the Alpina V8 Grand Coupe. All of the M3 and M4 models, uh, the refreshed X3 and X4, including the M variants of those uh, sport utility vehicles. You could take the R18, the R18 Classic, the R18B, and the R18 Transcontinental Motorcycles out if you were so qualified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the updated Mini Cooper hardtops and convertibles. I spent time in, you know, the, the John Cooper Works hardtop uh dave i know that's one of your favorite automobiles mm. it's just a blasted drive the thing just it's like a, a pocket rocket that looks totally awesome also went out of the m4 competition x drive convertible went out of the bmw uh 440 x drive grand coupe also the x4m and we went out in the alpina v8 grand coupe now what is alpina you might ask dave stall that is an awesome car. That's what no, I'm you, you, You're not flowing along with me. I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> to get you to me today. You know, well, the Alpina, Alpina, Dave Stahl. Well, the Alpina <laughs> is kind of in a little world all its own, right? No, you're supposed to say, so what is an Alpina, Brian? I'm saying, <laughs> you're, not, you're not with me today. There's no right. love for the big guy, I tell you. Oh, okay. listen. Okay, so uh, Alpina is a subset of the BMW group. Now, when you think performance, you think M, naturally. But they take that to another level with performance and ultimate luxury that, you know, you would think would be impossible to do in a BMW. So they've been associated with Alpina much in the way that Mercedes was associated with the AMG folks before they actually uh, uh, bought the company and made AMG a part of, uh, you know, the the Mercedes-Benz brand. Mm -hmm. So Alpinas are like, custom, you know, interiors, custom wheels, enhanced performance parameters, right. enhanced suspension parameters. So uh, the Grand Coupe, the B8 Grand Coupe is a luxury rocket. I mean, we were hitting the uh, the straights, uh, heading up into the canyons, man, the, the straightaways, and, you know, even on the curvy, the curvy uh, parts of the road, man, just a absolute flat-out rocket. Mm. Of course, you would expect that in the M5 and all the other M variants. But to have that with, you know, custom wheels and you know, custom 
leather interiors with, you know, Alpina uh, badging on the seats and on the steering wheel, on the wheel centers. Just a real, real cool, uh, you know, variation on the BMW theme. So, you know, we, we just had a blast out there uh, driving along, uh, getting to know the cars, seeing what their performance uh, capabilities are, seeing our compadres pass each other back and forth. It's just a great way to really update yourself on the brand. Now, I want to give a big shout-out to Thomas Polchinski, who is the communications director for BMW North America. This guy, Dave, is a bona fide racer. I'm sure you and Brittany will you know, have him on Racer Radio one day because he's, he's just that good. Not only is he the head of communications, but this guy has his ticket. I mean, he races on different circuits. He races in BMWs. And he spent this day with the full fire suit on, with his helmet on, with his gloves on, in a roll-caged M race car on the track giving hot laps to those who were brave enough to climb through the uh, roll cage and strap in with them. <laughs> now, I hear Brittany laughing in the background. We've never met Brittany, but, um, you know, like I said earlier, I'm like eight feet tall, 500 pounds, so there's no way... I was going to climb anywhere. I was going to come even close to climbing to a roll bar to strap myself in a harness and then try to put a helmet on this big gazoo-type noggin that I have that's called a head. But um, just to see Tom Pachinski out there doing his thing is remarkable. Not only is he communications director, but he's a race car driver, and he's a noted horologist, so he, so he fixes watches. He can take apart. Uh, a Swiss a Swiss watch and put it back together. Wow! So, uh, big ups to the uh, yeah, just big ups to uh, to Oleg Santinovsky, uh, Alex Schmuck, uh, the entire um, um, Andrew Cutler guy, the entire crew out there. Uh, Oleg now handles the um, BMW uh, uh, motorrad uh, portion of the uh, of the event, but uh, it's just a, it's just a lot of fun. Finally, Dave and Brittany got a chance. They had a static display of one of their BMW um, R18 motorcycles. So I got a chance to sit on it, and, and you could actually start it, you know, switch gears because it was on. It was like a dyno, a trackside right. dyno. So that was really a, a, a real cool experience for those who might want to see what riding or driving riding uh, riding a motorcycle is like. You know, those BMW bikes have low centers of gravity because the, the cylinder heads sit in a horizontally opposed uh, configuration, much like a Subaru boxer engine or a Porsche, mm-hmm. uh, um, a, you know, a Porsche boxer engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a lot of fun to go do that. I won a Harley in a contest many moons ago. I promised my mom I would never ride. So I sat on it for two weeks in my garage, and then I sold the thing. So it was nice to get back on a motorcycle, even if I didn't go anywhere, just to run it through the gears and to feel that whole BMW bike experience um, underneath me. Yeah. So if you want more information, folks, on the BMW experience, as soon as this mouse is working on my computer, I can tell you where to go. You can go to the BMWPerformanceCenter.com slash experiences. You know, these for for people who are not in the media, you know, they can cost anywhere from two ninety nine to four hundred dollars. You know, you get out there, they provide the cars, they provide the helmets, they provide track instruction, which is critical, but you can also get uh, track instruction mm-hmm. for $450 per hour out on the West Coast with a two-hour minimum. So go to, again, M, you can drive M's, you can drive minis, you can drive anything you want out there. 
They have another one coming up. Actually, they have a Cards and Coffee coming up on December 4th at the Thermal location mm. from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. So you folks out there, you can come out. You can take your car out on the track, and the first 300 people who sign up, you can take your car out on the track. You'll sign a waiver, of course. You have to have a helmet. You take your car on the track and see what it can do. And that's open to all brands. It doesn't have to be a BMW. Right. So go out to the BMW Experience Center, Thermal, California, December 4th, 2021, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Wonderful experience, uh, Dave and Brittany. And it's just uh, just real good to get out there and yeah. get some sun and get behind the wheel of some fantastic automobiles. Well, well I've got to tell you, if you buy a BMW, and I think the M class, uh, one of those courses comes with the purchase of the car. Well, that only makes a whole lot of sense because Doesn't those M series, yeah, those M series cars are no joke, man. You better mm-hmm. know what you're doing. You know, when you got all all those thundering horses under your under your right <laughs> foot, so that's a yeah. brilliant marketing uh, strategy, and it, it, you know, it kind of envelops you in the whole culture. You know, BMW folks, that's you know, they're. They're real, you know, they're real strong about their brand. I mean, oh, yeah. it's like AM, people like AMGs or, you know, R's from Audi, but BMW more than even the AMG folks and the uh, Audi R folks. I mean, these people are, they're, Hard, they're like hardcore. They're just hardcore. Perfect word for it, Dave. So uh, thanks for that tidbit of information. All right, buddy. And, uh, it was just, just a heck of a fun time. All right. Well, hey, oh, it's oh, real, real oh, quick. Sure. Uh, you go know, ahead. You guys are going to talk about it on Racer Radio, but. Formula One season is coming down to a remarkably dramatic and fun, and this has been the best Formula One season I've ever experienced. Uh, Hamilton is, uh, you know, one today. Uh, he uh, He's just eight points behind Verstappen for the uh, Drivers' Championship, and Mercedes-AMG Patronus is just narrowly hanging on to the Constructors' Championship. So if you guys get a chance to chat, to chat to yak about that yeah. on uh, Race the Radio today. Yeah. When's the last race? Uh, two more to go. We have uh, a Middle East race. I believe it's uh, Abu Dhabi in two weeks, and then the final race is also in the Middle East. So, well, maybe, uh, maybe we'll schedule. There. Maybe we'll schedule you for a recap of the of the of the season. I know. I was just thinking he did a nice yeah, recap just now. Yeah, no, he <laughs> would, he would do a great <laughs> job. After the last race, I'd love to do it. Love uh, to join. Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. All right. Well, we got okay. Rod Caps calling. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, buddy. Hope you have a good one and eat more than you can carry. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No worries. I never know. <laughs> Convoy Auto Service. Go to convoyautorepair.com. And don't forget, Bubber Doc Kearney makes it. KearneyMasonBumperDoc.com. Two great advertisers. I wanted to get that in. Uh, we're talking to Nick Stratarski, Vice President, Toyota Integrated Vehicle Systems, about what Toyota is doing with the mobility industry. Take a listen. All right, folks. Have I got a great interview for you? I've got Nick Stratarski. He's the Vice President of Toyota's Integrated Vehicle Systems. What does that mean to you? Well, Toyota works real hard with the American Center for Mobility, and you never know you need a mobility vehicle until you need a mobility vehicle. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? Now, Toyota's been involved with the American Center for quite some time. Uh, 
beyond the expansion that you're doing now. Yeah, that's right. The American Center for Mobility was really a, a venture between the state of Michigan and uh, several industry partners. And the idea is to create a ecosystem in Southeast Michigan as kind of a hub for uh, innovation and product development related to all things mobility. Um, you know, that the center works on, on things and it, it's got a test track, it, it's got facilities to do research, development, um, but it, it spans on things from automated vehicles to electric vehicles, uh, vehicle communication, you know, really all things related to mobility. And, you know, with Southeast Michigan's uh, background and expertise in, in kind of vehicles and software and technology, it's, it's a great hub for the area. Well, and you're giving back, I mean, 100 times over to a community that, you know, really has all the need in the world when it comes to getting from point A to point B. We that don't need mobility, we take everything pretty much for granted. But until you get yourself in a situation where you can't walk, use your hands, or what have you, it, it's devastating. And tell you other, like we talked a little bit off air, has been one of, or one if not the leader in mobility advancement with minivans and, and trucks and you know all different types of vehicles. But then it's good to know that you've expanded uh, beyond that because it's not just getting point A to point B. It's everything in between. Yeah, that's that's right. You know, one of Toyota's saying is we want to have mobility for all and. You know, working at the company, we we truly truly believe and and work towards that goal. Um, it's important to have a nice center to do testing on these uh, systems prior to needing uh, be, needing to go out onto a public road. And the American Center for Mobility has that ecosystem where, you know, there's a wide variety of types of companies that operate there. Some short term, some long term. You know, from big OEMs like us to startups. And it's nice nice having that community. Now, I'll give you a little bit of my uh, personal background, Dave. I have a nephew who's illegally blind, and he can see, um, but, you know, it's not clear if he's ever going to be, uh, be able to see well enough to drive on his own. And one of the reasons, um, you know, I, I personally wanted to work on automated driving, which is what Integrated Vehicle System primarily focuses on is automated driving. I'd love to see the day where my nephew or someone like my nephew um, isn't restricted to what he can do or where he can go uh, by his inability to, to see perfectly. And so that that's kind of one of my personal passions is, you know, trying to, to get to a place where he is able to drive um, if his vision does not improve to the point where he could do so otherwise. And there's stories like that really all over Toyota. And there's, you know, everyone here has passion to really get to that mobility for all and, and not have people restricted um, by any type of impairments that they might have. The other thing I'll say to that is, um, you know, many of our customers today and, and almost standard on all of our vehicles is, is something like your Toyota Safety Sense system or pre-crash system. In addition to allowing people to get around, it's really important to us that, you know, we, we strive towards this goal of zero traffic fatalities uh, in any given year. You know, right now in the U.S., around 40,000 people die in a traffic uh, incident each year, and we'd really like to drive that, that number down. So even things out on the road today, such as your pre-collision system on our Toyota Safety Sense, 
is, is really striving uh, for that goal of not just to provide mobility for all, but also provide safe mobility and, and reliable mobility uh, for all people. You know, when you hear those death toll numbers, doesn't it kind of make you wonder why the government isn't sitting up on the edge of their chair saying, we've got to fix this? I'm not saying they're not trying to, to do anything, but I think they're really relying on companies like Toyota. I mean, you're, you're donated $3.5 million to a five-year lease for their on-campus facilities, plus an additional $2.5 million uh, for testing research, resources. You know, does the government get involved in any of this, or is this all on, on independent uh, corporations? You know, what I'll say is uh, we have a good relationship with a lot of the government agencies, um, and, and we try to work collaboratively, um, as we do with, uh, you know, um, universities or different research hubs. So it, it, it really is a joint es uh, effort to try to create these safe, reliable um, transportation systems that, you know, all people can access. And in the reality is there's many different needs for many different people and, um, you know, trying to create a, a plethora or diversity and, and the types of systems that are available um, to meet everybody's needs is, is really important to us. So, you know, you can imagine a, a company like Toyota, we have, um, you know, we have our, our feet in a lot of fires trying to uh, create all these new um, type of solutions. And, and we partner with a lot of people. Uh, you know, ACM is, is one example of a, a state um, and industry partnered uh, facility, um, and, and there's many more of those collaborations that we have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's just like a finger on a hand. I mean, you, and this is the reason I'm bugging you guys to start calling me, because these are the kinds of interviews I want my, my audience to hear about, not Nothing against Toyota. I'm a big Toyota guy. I got more Toyotas than you have. But <laughs> it's about what do you guys do behind the scene for the general public? And I think I think that that gives the consumer confidence that Toyota cares about us. They just don't care about selling a car. Not saying the other manufacturers don't feel the same way. But I am thrilled that you took time out of your day to talk about a passion that I knew you would be passionate about. And you're right. You know, family members have a lot to do with driving people's uh, uh, job goals, if nothing else. So, Nick, it has been just amazing talking to you. Uh, if people wanted to know more about it, uh, where's a good uh, website to take a look? Uh, for the American Center for Mobility, yeah, if you look it up on, on Google, it's the easiest way, American Center for Mobility. Um, but I believe it is acmwillowrun.org. And just a quick history fact, where, where ACM is at, uh, it used to be, uh, I believe, a GM or Ford factory that built bombers during World War II. So it, it's got a, um, a really uh, historic um, link uh, to, to our country, uh, the facility uh, where it's located at. That's absolutely cool. Well, I love passion, and I love people making a difference in this uh, country of ours. I love it to death. and. Uh, by the way, I have five MR2s, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> That's great. I love those cars. Do you have the convert convertibles? Yeah, this is the first gym. Okay. All right. And then my great. wife has an 82 Supra L, 
and I have an 86 4 by 4 and a, and a 78 Corolla Woody Wagon. So, here's oh, your that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. All right, Nick, thank you very much, and uh, I'm sure there'll be news coming down the pike, and I'll reach back out to you, and we'll educate oh, the yeah. mass. All right, thank you. I'm This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.